0: Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. As we've been working on goals, one place I want us to take a step back on and think about is just meeting ourselves where we are. As we get going with our planning, we tend to decide that, well, we want to do all of the things. And I mean, why not? There are a lot of things that I want to do. If I don't start now, then when am I ever going to start? I can't tell you how many ill fated adventures I've started because of, if not now, when? There are so many things that I could be investing my time into right now. I need to be meditating and exercising more and eating healthier and saving money and working on my business and building my relationships and learning new skills and on and on and on. I'm sure everyone listening has a list just like that of things they know that they should be starting on, because the sooner we start, the better results we'll see down the line. But we're not starting on them, or when we do, we don't stick with the changes. Today, we're going to be thinking about that and looking at what it means to meet ourselves where we're at, and then some of the ways that we can work on making that happen. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com where you're at. Alright, keep on listening to find out what it means to find yourself where you're at. Let's start this off with a little bit of permission. We don't have to do everything. Even those things that would be really good if we did them. I know, we should. We really, really should, right? But, and this is a big but, it's going to be okay if we don't of course, there are going to be some things that we can't just not do. We've still got to file our taxes and pay our bills. Those things have clear consequences for not doing them. But that's not what we really need to focus on today. Today, we're focusing on those things that we know would be good for us to do. The things we feel guilty about not doing them. I'm sure during the list in the intro, most of you were nodding along going, yeah, I should be doing those things too. But one thing that we all have to accept is that we only have so much time in a day. But not only that, we only have so much energy we can pour into our day as well. And as Eric Tivers often says, we don't need to be shooting all over ourselves. There are a lot of things that we should be doing that we can put on pause for a bit. It's okay that I haven't folded my laundry in the last six months. Sure, it takes a bit longer to find matching socks and some of my stuff is a little bit more wrinkled. But that's where I'm at right now, and that's okay. And here's a little tip for those of you living perpetually out of your laundry baskets. Just get another laundry bin so you can have a place for the dirty stuff to go while the clean stuff is living in that basket. I also don't want to diminish some of the other things that I know many of us aren't doing. I know folding my laundry is fairly low on the list of things that are actually important. But it's still something that a lot of us cling to as a sign of whether or not we have things together. It took me a long time to accept that I only had so much time every day, but the one I'm still working on is accepting that I only have so much energy, and this fact is incredibly important to keep in mind. Often we'll get to the end of the day and feel like, well, I could have done so much more if I just hadn't procrastinated so much on doing X, Y, and Z, but that totally ignores the reason that we were procrastinating, which is usually that we're all just incredibly exhausted. I think this is also a great place to bring in Brendan Mahan's Wall of Awful model. I did an episode with Brendan last year looking at the Wall of Awful that you can check out at hackingyouradhd.com wallofawful. But the quick and dirty of the wall is that we have tasks that we've all built these walls around, and often these can be simple things like mowing the lawn or doing the dishes. They might not be hard things, but because of the Wall of Awful, they can suddenly feel like insurmountable tasks. We build our walls through things like failure, disappointment, rejection, and shame. Now for some tips getting past the wall of awful, go check out that episode at hackingyouradhd.com slash wallofawful. The important part here for this discussion is that we do have these seemingly simple tasks that are incredibly hard for us to activate on. This is important because we tend to try and ignore the fact that we have a wall of awful around these items when we're planning. We go, well, making that phone call is going to be easy, so I don't really need to dedicate much of my day to that. Except it's actually really fucking difficult for us to do. While that task may be trivial in theory, it's something that's going to take a lot more of our energy to complete. Last year, I did an entire series on energy management and its various forms, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Check out the show notes for links to those. One of the key takeaways from that series for me was just starting to think about how everything I do take some sort of energy, and that if I want to effectively manage my day, it isn't only about making sure I have the time to do things. There are certain activities that are going to drain me far more than others. Take the live Q&A, for example, that's coming up this week. I love doing the Q&A. It's a ton of fun to engage with everyone and answer questions, but it also takes a lot out of me mentally. If I try and schedule myself to do something like editing or writing after the q and I'm going to have a bad time and I'm not going to get much done. It's much better for me to schedule something physical like exercising, or something fun like having lunch with a friend. The point being that I have to meet myself where I'm at with my energy levels. I can't just force myself to do creative tasks when I'm drained. I mean, I could, but I just wouldn't have good results. This is important to keep in mind when we're trying to set our goals as well. Often when we're looking at our goals, and especially those process goals I was talking about where you're setting those things you're going to be doing to reach your goals, we tend to set our goals where we want to be, rather than where we're actually at. Which, of course, why set a goal at the same place we are? What I really mean is that when we're setting these goals, we're not thinking about where we're at. We're only thinking about where we want to be, and then we find ourselves burning out on our goals because they are too far beyond our current abilities. One of the ways that this pops up is that we try and do what worked before without thinking about how our situation has changed. A lot of us are going through this with coming out of COVID lockdowns. We had all these pieces of our life that existed before 2020, and now we just want everything to fit right back together. We know what to do, we've seen what the finished picture looks like, so it seems like we should be able to figure it out. But as we jam one piece in, another two fall out, and... We don't blame our circumstances having changed. We blame ourselves because we don't know why we just can't do it. Back in college, I got into going to this gym, Pure Fitness. When I first walked in to get some information, I was encouraged to try out a free session with a personal trainer. I was new to gyms at the time and did not realize this was just the hook to get you signed up for a bigger package. And that's what I ended up doing. It's definitely hard to resist that sales pitch with that ADHD impulsivity and also being a people pleaser. Anyway, while I hadn't planned on all of this, it actually worked out fairly well for me. I was doing summer school, so my class load was fairly light comparatively, and my then-girlfriend, now-wife, was working, so I had a ton of time on my hands. I was at the gym a lot, and it showed. I ended up being in some of the best shape of my life working out regularly and really following a meal plan. But all of that didn't last. I got back to regular school and having a social life. Oh, and the gym got sold to LA Fitness and a bunch of stuff changed and I moved, and yeah. The point here is I felt like I had everything figured out for that active lifestyle. But whenever I've tried to repeat what I did, it has been far less successful. I mean, I had those puzzle pieces figured out. It shouldn't be that difficult. I've already done it, so I should be able to just do it again. But I have kids now, and a job. I'm 36 instead of being in my early 20s. I'm living a completely different life and I have a completely different relationship with exercise. This is a key piece of meeting yourself where you're at. You have to understand that despite having fit the puzzle pieces together before, now you have new pieces. They may look like the old pieces, but they aren't going to fit together in the same way, and they especially aren't going to work if you try to force them. Additionally, one thing that has become clear with my ADHD is that I'm not always going to have the same level of ease at doing things over again. My ability to complete a task is variable. Some days I'm able to get after it, and some days I find myself stalled out from the get-go. Often, this is going to have something to do with my energy levels day to day, but other times it's harder for me to pin down why I can't just do the thing. What this means practically is that we can't plan on things always going their easiest. We have to plan on those days when things are going to be hard. Sure, it means our written schedule won't look nearly as busy, But it will be much better at reflecting reality. Our big question now is, well, how do we meet ourselves where we're at? How do we avoid going overboard on planning and our goals? Just as I started out this episode with, we want to start with self-compassion. Being able to tell ourselves that it's okay that we're not going to do everything is going to make everything else easier. If we're stuck on what we should do, we're not going to be able to make progress here. We absolutely need to accept that, in fact, there are limitations on what we can do and that we only have so much time and energy. I know this part is hard. I was recently listening to another podcast that comes out twice a week and I was thinking, oh man, I should try to do something like that. And then eventually I calmed myself down and accepted that I wasn't that person. That they probably had a team working on his podcast while it was just me putting this thing together right now. And that there is a key we don't often realize in a lot of our comparisons. We're only looking at the front end of what they're doing. We're not thinking about all the back end that goes into these things. That person that seems to be able to do everything? Maybe they have an assistant helping them along. Or a team of assistants. We rarely see the entire picture of what someone else is doing. And without knowing, we make bad assumptions our next step is going to be deciding what we're not going to do. I always still battle with this one because I often don't like the idea of setting limitations. But whenever I actually set out those not-to-dos, I'm always happier with my choices. ADHD's impulsivity makes a lot of ideas seem really great in the moment, and that can lead us into starting many more things than we could ever keep up with. By spending a little time defining those things that we're not going to do, it can help us cut down on those spur-of-the-moment ideas. Oh, I'm going to start up a meditation practice, or I'm going to sign up for that course on how to do watercolors. Yes, both of those things sound great, and the art one sounds especially fun, but do I honestly have the capacity to fit either of those into my life right now? Yes, but only if something else comes out, and there's nothing I'm really ready to give up right now. While there will always be more things I want to do, it's better to just do a few things well, or at least well enough, than to do many things poorly. Once we know what we're doing, we can then work on figuring out what we're really capable of. And again, not what we wish we were capable of, but really, what could we get away with on a bad day? Because remember, we want to plan for when things are bad, not when things are easy. When things are easy, we won't really need the plan. But when things are hard, that plan is absolutely a necessity. And this is a great way to start with our process goals. Let's say I did decide that I wanted to get into meditation. Well, I've seen plenty of things about doing 15 to 30 minutes, but I don't think I'm there yet. While perhaps that would be more ideal, maybe I'm getting in five minutes a day, or hell, even one minute. If I want to build up this practice, it doesn't really matter where I start. What matters more is if I create a practice that I can maintain. I know that I'm not going to maintain 15 minutes a day. And this comes back to self-compassion, because maybe you did start out with a goal of 15 minutes a day, But fam, that just wasn't sustainable for you. That's okay. It's okay to admit that it's hard. If it wasn't hard, then meditation wouldn't have become a multi-billion dollar industry with thousands of apps out there. Yeah, I know we're just sitting there, but even those people who don't have ADHD have trouble with it. So let's give ourselves a little slack. Or let's take my laundry example. If I decided that I really wanted to get on top of it, well then my smallest step might be putting away one piece of clothes every time I got dressed in the morning. I wonder, would one sock count or would it have to be a pair? Eh, Regardless, that's a small doable step. And maybe I could do more. Maybe I could put away two or three pieces every morning. Maybe I could put away two or three pieces every morning. Or five. But the point is just to start small in the beginning. We don't want to overwhelm ourselves by doing too much. And yeah, laundry is a small thing, but it still takes capacity to get done. Finally, one of the most important things we can do is celebrate our small wins, because there are stepping stones. We're not going to be able to get to those big wins without a string of small wins along the way. So celebrate those wins. We don't need to diminish those wins with things like, oh, it was nothing. Like hell, it was nothing, because I went to the grocery store, I get to have a healthy dinner tonight, and that's awesome. That's absolutely a win. This is the 80th episode of Hacking Your ADHD but I could never have gotten here if I didn't release each and every episode before that. Each individual episode may not feel like a big win to me, but over time and putting it all together does create something that, well, I think is pretty awesome. And I hope you think so too. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. 1. We only have so much time and energy we can put into any given day. Giving ourselves the self-compassion to accept this is our first step in meeting ourselves where we're at. 2. When we're trying to add things back into our life that we've previously done, it can feel like we've picked up the wrong puzzle pieces. This is often because we don't think about how our circumstances have changed. Just because we did something before doesn't necessarily mean it will be easy for us in the future. 3. After we approach what we're capable of with self-compassion, we can decide on some of the things that we're just not going to do. This gives us the mental space to focus on the things we can do right now. 4. Celebrate your small wins because they're the stepping stones to reaching your goals. You can find this episode show notes at hackingyouradhd.com slash where you're at. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hacking Your ADHD, or you can connect with me over at hackingyourADHD.com/slash contact. I'd also like to encourage you to go check out the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For in-depth interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, go check out ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers. If you're a parent with ADHD or have a child with ADHD, definitely check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. If you're interested in exploring issues of diversity in ADHD, then be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. For those late-diagnosed women, moms, and professionals, there's also the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Mapin. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to register for the next one, just go to com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. In theory, there is no difference between theory and practice. In practice, there is.